Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, Logan. <laughs> oh, you almost, got close there. I almost there. said you Daniel. Yeah, there. what's happening, man? Oh, you know, coming into summer, it's uh, it's good. Getting okay. the new house together. Tell me about it. Tell stuff. me about all the things that are going on. Last time I talked to you, you were getting ready to move. You know, I, there's periods in your life where you just got to grind. I'm in a grind period. You right got to grind. Just like tons of stuff, whether it's work or getting a, a new house ready before my wife starts PA school in a couple of months or finding a car. Just in a just in a grind period right now. You ever heard the story of the two mice in the bucket of milk? Of course I have. You have? I've read Goggins. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Go ahead. Okay. You tell. Well, I'll tell it uh, for the listening audience who may have never heard of this. That's what Anytime somebody talks to me about challenges in their life, I say to them, sometimes you got to just kick and work. My mother, just she used to say to me, you know, parents are often, oh, it's going to be okay. It'll get better, you know, blah, blah, blah. My mother took a different approach, which to this day, I'm so glad she did. Sometimes She would say to me, sometimes, Quint, you put your head down and work. Right. You got to work, and you're yep. going to work your way out of it. Two mice find a bucket of milk. Looks tempting. They start lapping it up. Both of them immediately fall in. They are swimming for their lives. They're working hard, swimming, 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 swimming. I mean, they can't get out of the bucket. One of them looks at the other one and says, I guess this is it, partner. This is our. This is it. We, we, we're not going to make it. He stops swimming and kicking and floats to the bottom dead. The other one, no way. He's not going to quit. He keeps kicking, swimming, kicking, swimming. You know what he did? He churned that milk right into <laughs> butter and hopped right out. There you go. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Yeah, you know, there's another There's another analogy. I won't go down the path of tremendously, but the bison, the bison, you know, the bison. Um, I don't know this one. So the bison, traditionally one of the strongest animals, and unfortunately, you know, now I think, you know, sort of la- uh, diminishing uh, I think they've the had plane. a comeback a little Have bit, they? but they were really down. Well, what's, what's notable about them and why they did so well out west when sometimes the weather was just the worst is a bison, uh, when weather started to really pick up uh, and come across the plane, they would turn and walk into the storm. And they would their intention was to, to get in and through the storm, mm. whereas a lot of cattle will cower from the storm and they end up dead. They don't, they don't make it. So you got to be like the bison. Be like the bison. Go through the storm. Go through the storm. And it happens. It doesn't end. I mean, wait till you have kids. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. I remember those days. I'm like, I'm not going to survive this. <laughs> and looking back, that's humorous. You know, we could chuckle at it. But, wow, at the time, yeah, I'm like, I intense. don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Well, good for you. Uh, you're, it'll make you stronger. It'll make you better. And it'll make you value, you know, all the things you do. So that's wonderful. But let's move on from the nostalgia. Yeah. What else is going on in your life? Fun stuff. Fun stuff. What are the hobbies? Oh, you know what? what? I just got um, 
A Blackstone. Oh. I'm fired up. Yeah. We're going to use it for the first time this weekend. Booyah. Uh, what are you cooking? Buffalo burger or a bison burger. I'm making Mexican. Mexican like yeah, yeah. Chicken thighs, all the veggies, oh. fajita veggies, mm. all that kind of stuff. So Wonderful. It's going to be like Chipotle at our house. We commonly you, have Chipotle in the office. You get all right. the tools. You get all the scraper. And yeah, the I got like the scraper. Mm. and all, Oh, man. That's I'm fantastic. Excited. Yeah, I'm that's going to be great. I love my Blackstone. It is, it's a great. Uh, so you'll be putting on weight then. Probably. Yeah, good for <laughs> I you. I love to cook, though, so I, that's that's my thing. I had the most amazing experience recently. I neglected to talk about this in the last couple of episodes with Daniel, but um, I had the opportunity to speak at an event in Orlando, and I was right before Dick Vitale. Oh, man. And let me tell you, you talk about a pinch-yourself-type moment. I mean, first of all, to speak in front of the group that I did, which was the large group, largest group I've ever spoken in front of publicly uh, by far. It was amazing. It was absolutely wonderful experience. But then uh, to have the privilege of seeing Dick Vitale come to the stage, I don't know, know his age now. If he's in his 80s. I think I, he's in his 80s, yeah. I mean, and he told the owner, the head of the organization that put this conference on, he said, I might be able to do 30 minutes. His throat wasn't great. As you know, he's recovered from you know, cancer in that region, and, and uh, he wasn't you know, feeling uh, 100%. He proceeded to get up on stage and talk for an hour and 15 minutes, and nothing was scripted. It was story after story after story after story, and his, his three – you know, and you've heard him if you follow him at all or hear this is you know pride, um, perseverance, and goodness, something maybe patience. I, I don't know the the three P's. Um, Physics, but I mean, it was just so inspiring. Yeah, to hear him, uh, just absolutely amazing. So if you ever out there have an opportunity to hear you know in person or if you're on the web and you hear anything from him please do uh take a listen he's been through a lot and it's just unbelievable um to see so it was it was great it was an unbelievable experience now uh housekeeping odds and ends we still need questions uh we got our email issue resolved so please do send us a uh audio question to podcast at diymoney.org that's podcast at DIYMoney.org. This show and every show now is sponsored by Jewel Financial, jewelfinancial.com. You can learn more about our firm, especially our wealth development program, basically providing high net worth service for young, inspiring individuals. Uh, You can check that out on jewelfinancial.com. Let's go right to our question today. We got a doozy from Matt. Matt, what do you got? DIY! Hey guys, my name is Matt. I'm 34 years old. Uh, I have four children. I'm the sole breadwinner in my home. I make about $120,000 a year. The only debt that I have left is about $230,000 on my mortgage. About two years ago, I was in a near-fatal car accident, and because of a third-party action claim, I now have an extra $230,000 to invest or pay off my home. I contribute to my 401k. I nearly max it out every year. I'm on track to retire around 60 years old, so I'm wondering... Do I take this extra money and pay off my mortgage, uh, which is at a 3% interest, or do I reinvest that money? I know commonly the answer is to invest it, but I thought maybe I would ask this question given this is some new fun money that I wasn't planning on. Thanks for the advice. Okay, Matt. Um, first of all, man, am I glad that you made it through that. That a near-fatal car accident really sounds horrible. Uh, I know it happens in America every day uh, to hundreds of people, but I am, I'm really happy, especially with four little ones, that, um, that you made it through that. 
I know you didn't ask about this, but even for our listening audience out there, and whether you have kids or not, if you're married, if you're responsible, if you're, as you said, the sole breadwinner, um, hopefully prior to that incident, you had your ducks in a row DIY money style. What I mean by that is hopefully you had your term insurance in place uh, to bridge the gap if something were to happen to you. For those out there listening, do not wait. Do not hesitate on this. Build it into the budget. Term insurance is the most affordable insurance. It is not uh, packaged with some other nonsense like uh, you know investment products or anything. Insurance serves three purposes. That's it, three purposes. The first one, take care of debts that are outstanding. The second, to provide for children or uh, income that's needed for the family. If you, like uh, Matt was, the sole breadwinner, is no longer there. And third, to bridge any additional gap for the spouse to kind of handle that first year. We see this. Uh, thankfully, not regularly, but on occasion we do. And that's why you have insurance. Insurance is a commodity like gasoline. It's a commodity to be shopped, which means you can go on to like selectquote.com. You can look for the most affordable term insurance. I like to correlate the term, the time period, with the age of my children or with the age in which I, or the year in which I think I will have resources to handle those three things debt, educational expenses for my kids, or bridging the gap for my family, income loss, et cetera. The second thing I hope you had, or at least minimum, have put in place immediately are your traditional estate planning documents. Will, living will, health care proxy, and power of attorney. Let me say that again. Your will, what happens with your assets, what happens with your children, who is going to care for your children. All those things are spelled out in a will. If you have children out there, I, you got to do this. You do not hesitate. You got to do this. And there are resources out there uh, f- that can provide these simple documents for a very affordable price. If you don't have a connection with an attorney, uh, healthcare proxy. Well, who's going to make health decisions on your behalf if you become incapacitated? Living will. Are you going to be kept alive by artificial, um, you know, means, or are you choosing not to? And then power of attorney. If you're incapacitated and someone needed to go to the bank and do business on your behalf, oh, there's a bank account only in your name. There's an automobile loan that needs to be paid or closed out, and it's only in your name. So that's different than healthcare proxy. That's or healthcare surrogate, as it's often said. Those are for health conditions. Uh, do we do we do this, uh, you know, operation? Do we not, etc. So again, get your ducks in a row. Now, Matt, that's what you didn't ask about any of that. But like a lot of our questions here or what we do in our office when somebody comes and says, hey, do I, do I take this money and pay off a, uh, a loan? I want to make sure to cover all bases and, and listeners out there hopefully find some value. <laughs> now, I'm probably not going to give you the exact answer you want because I believe this is an incredibly personal decision. I can't stress this enough. If you said, Quint, what's the math? Well, the math is at your age – Put that money in an investment account and forget all about it. Set it and forget it. Over time, history tells us you're going to do a lot better than your 3% mortgage. However, 
that also means you're now going to be staring at a significant balance that's going to gyrate up and down on any given day. Let's say last year you're down 20%. Are you going to be okay you know, being down, was it 300? What was the total amount? 300,000? I don't remember the balance that he had. Yeah, 300,000 or 200,000? Yeah, it was like 280, I think he said. All right, let's call it 300,000. Are you okay watching that account balance go down 60,000? You know, what if it's 2008, 2009? Are you okay watching that 300,000 go down to 150,000 if a 50% decline happens? So a lot of times people, they instinctively say, oh, well, gosh, I'm going to invest that. And then what happens is volatility sets in, markets decline. You're sitting there at night talking to your wife, staring at your kids, playing on the floor, and you go, you know what? This is stupid. Why are we doing this? We should have just paid off the house. This is ridiculous. Yeah, let's just forget this market thing. Let's just pay off the house. And so you take that, you sell it all down, you pay off the house. You feel good. You're happy with it. And when markets recover, you're like, you know what? It's, it's all good. I, I'm just happy I got that done. Unfortunately, it probably ends up being terrible timing, and whether you like it or not, or you justify it or not, you probably end up leaving hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table over a long period of time. I say that to say this. What is your priority? Is your priority to be totally debt-free? If that's the case, pay it off. I mean, I don't care what a financial guy will tell you, the math this, the math that. Just pay it off. Now, that said, if you do pay it off, the equivalent of your mortgage payment should be going into an investment account. You can't pay that mortgage off and then say, well, now we got $1,500 extra a month. Sweet, let's, play, let's pay this. No, you got to be disciplined enough to reinvest that money and grow that money over time. If there's a happy medium, you find yourself, you look in the mirror and you go, you know, I, it would be nice to be debt-free, but gosh, I mean, 3%, that's ridiculous. Well, then take that money, ladder in treasuries, and for right now, you're making more in treasuries than you are in your mortgage. Or find yourself in a 50-50 allocation. I know this sounds crazy. This is the second episode, and this is not my intention, okay? DIY money was not built for this. This is not the reason. Yes, we sponsored it by Jewel so that we could inadvertently say to you, we do offer this service. But again, Matt, this is another opportunity where if it's not a person in your area, hit us up. These are the conversations we have with people to have the actual dialogue that's way beyond just the numbers, like life goals. And often we walk away from that and I tell people, pay the stupid thing off. Like just pay it off, be done with it. Or maybe pay half of it off. Or maybe park it in an account and have the interest be paying that down. There are options, but it's not as easy as just a yay or nay. There's so many other things to cons- consider, and a lot of the time, it comes down to personality and choice. What do you what say, you Logan? Sheesh. Okay. Well, yeah, good uh, luck. following that. Good um, luck. But what what you're saying is is very true. That you have math on one side, you have psychology on the other. But if you are someone that is like, I need to be debt free. I don't want to have this payment, and the movement in the market is going to impact how I think about these investments or how I think about debt. You're going to end up in the long term making more poor decisions that's going to lead to you losing more money than the money you would lose on paying off the mortgage and now putting your your mortgage uh, payment into the market. So it's not as simple of math as as you said. I really do want to highlight that laddered treasuries because right now a one-year U.S. treasury is paying 4.8%. So if you took your one-year 
you took your 280,000, you threw it in a one year and you're like, you know what? I'm going to retire in a year. And when I retire in a year, I want to have my mortgage paid off. Okay, we'll get some nice interest for the next year and then pay it off and get a little bit of return on the spread there. That's really all I have to add. I mean, I think it really comes down to the person. I think having a third party that you can talk to, the third party might be able to deduce what your psychology is more than what you can on your own. You did good, son. Here's a couple things I've learned uh, over 20 plus years in the investment business. The first is when someone just flippantly comes to you and says, why would you, that's ridiculous, invest it. More than likely, they don't have real money in the market. I, I'm, it's the same people who flippantly go, oh, market's down? Yeah, we're, 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 we have to expect it's going to be down. It's all, you know, that happens. You got to long-term investing. I'm convinced those people, even whether advisors or not, I'm convinced they don't have real money in yeah. the markets. Yeah. Because if they did, they would understand the empathy. I paid off my house a long time ago. I, it was a goal of mine. I, I hated debt. I have an unhealthy relationship with doubt. I say unhealthy because I've missed out on opportunities due to my aversion to debt. Mm-hmm. Now, that said... It's open doors, too. Exactly. <laughs> because of having no debt, I have been opportunistic when others have been very fearful in the market. Okay. <laughs> and the reason I've been able to be opportunistic is I never felt like I was risking my house. Right. Are you saying pal? Meaning, Daniel does a really good job of saying this, if you are investing somewhere means you're not investing somewhere else. Mm. So if you're choosing to invest in the market, you're choosing not to pay down your mortgage. If I had a mortgage and the world was ending and I had cash like COVID, I had to make a decision if I had a mortgage. Do I want to take the cash and pay down the house or do I want to take the cash and put it in the market? That's a tougher decision. Then what I did at that time was saying, well, I don't have any debt. And I have this cash that I've been sitting here. It's building up um, that at the time, and I got a question. We got a question months ago, like somebody said, well, where's this money come from, you know, buying low? And and we answered and said, you know, it's, you're right. If you're dollar cost averaging, et cetera, the reality is you shouldn't have a significant portion over there. The reason I had cash was this market decline began uh, really, you know, prior to 2020, the markets really started showing signs of weakness. Whether they were sniffing out what was going on in Asia, I have no idea. The reality was, however, that I had about, you know, four or five months building up capital that normally went in that I just kind of held off on. Right or wrong, it worked out. Sometimes maybe it doesn't work out. I don't know. But I had that capital. And so I was able to take advantage of that. However, if I had a mortgage, I wouldn't have done it. I'm just right. telling you, I wouldn't have done it. Right. In fact, I probably would have looked and said, you know, geez, this is ugly. I mean, we might want to knock this mortgage down a little bit more. Right. So, Matt, it's not an easy answer. Uh, and it's not anybody who just says, well, do this. That's, that's easy. I'm convinced they've never been there. So take that for what it's worth. The second thing, and Logan said, I've said, this is an exploratory process of looking at all your – it's not – It's it, it, in addition to it not being an easy answer – it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Right. You could find a happy medium. We did for some folks who, who had an inheritance recently. They're in this exact same biz, same situation. We took a portion of the inheritance. The inheritance was fairly large. A portion of the inheritance, put it in a, a designated account, using the interest from that to pay down the mortgage. They are no longer making their payments. 
they didn't pay it off immediately, but we're investing it and having that money pay that. Now, it's a portion of the inheritance. Right. So it's not like, you know, one for one and all of a sudden, oh, that was a bad decision. No, we, we will have, have many, many years to determine whether that was a positive or a negative decision. History tells us it'll be a wise decision. Matt, I hope we've provided a little bit more color, maybe a little bit more to think about. Um, again, third party, if, you, if you're you know, looking for an outside opinion, get, get others' opinions, obviously, not just ours, and see what they had to say. And then, and then make your own uh, wise, wise decision, as, as I'm sure you will. Great question. I can't stress enough the ancillary things that I talked about. Estate planning documents, insurance, anybody that has kids out there, do not wait. Don't go, you know, yeah, we really need to do that. Yeah, we'll do that. And then you go about your day. Nope. Do it. Get it done. If you need resources for that, let us know. We'll send you in the right direction. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.